Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode 20, if you can believe it, of Believe in Betting LA. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can find me on Twitter at smaxwell713. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Chris Lewart, who's on Twitter at Lou Mandingo Rock. Chris, how you doing this fine Thursday evening? No longer teenagers anymore here, Sam. Yeah, time we to graduated. You know, time to grow up. We're in college right now, theoretically. <laughs> we're having the time for our lives. You know, you're getting taken around by my call on official visits. I'm in Wisconsin right now, you know, partying from Tuesday through Sunday. I mean, life is good. When you're 20 years old, life is so good. That's probably one of the best years of my life. So we're going to make this one of the best podcast episodes of our lives. We're here, of course, as always, to discuss betting. We're going to talk mostly football. We're going to talk about L.A. football, of course. UCLA is not a buy, but we're going to talk about the other three football teams. We are recording this Thursday evening, November 7th, about 6 p.m. The Chargers are playing as we speak. Phillip Rivers already has two interceptions in the first six and a half minutes of this game. It's not very promising for the Bolts, but we're going to talk about a bunch of other things. We are, of course, on the Believe Podcast Network that's B-L-E-A-V. You can find all the great Believe podcasts at Believe.com and, of course, on Twitter at Believe Podcasts. You can do a lot of good if you like this podcast. and You can help us out quite a bit by giving us a five-star rating and some honest feedback wherever you choose to get your podcast from. That includes, of course, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. Forgot to give, of course, the mention to Stag Capital, where Chris Lewis, of course, and his friends joined together about 15 years ago to dominate the sports gambling world. You can find Stag Capital at Stag Cap on Twitter. And we're going to have another special treat for you guys. Coming up the next couple of weeks here, Chris is going to be unavailable, which is a bad thing if you like winning money. It is a good thing, I think, if you like being informed. And we're going to have, of course, <laughs> Mike Hall from Stag Cap. We're probably going to have some, some Chris Lewis bets on those podcasts, so have no fear if you've been relying on Chris. And if you did last week, you relied on Chris. You did very well. You went 4-1. and one. Chris now stands at 27, 17 and 4 in the season. I had a winning week as well. So we combined to go 7 and 3, Chris. I went 3 and 2, and I'm at 21, 24 and 1 overall on the season. We're already into November here, Chris. This is Veterans Day weekend, if you can believe it or not. We're at week 11 of the college football season. Only about three games left for most teams, and week 10 of the NFL season. Time is moving very fast. How do we slow it down, Chris? We can't. It's inevitable. Uh, what's the saying? Father time is undefeated. Um, you just have to have to Except live in the Tom moment. Brady. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady is uh, it's the uh, bottom of the seventh inning, and Tom Brady uh, somehow got it at a one-one tie with a uh, with Father Time. But uh, yeah, remember, yeah. remember, folks, the destination is the journey. Uh, enjoy it. Don't try to get to the end. Savor every moment. Exactly. Life advice here on Believe Betting LA and. Life advice is also a little bit like gambling. Be smart, shop around, don't impulsively shop, don't impulsively bet, and have fun. That's really what this is all about. That's what this podcast is about as well. All right, let's move on. Let's talk here about college football. UCLA is on a bye this week, but they are hot right now, Chris. We buried this team for dead. We were ready to fire Chip Kelly ourselves. They have three straight covers, and they're at four wins in the season. The over-under for the season, I believe, was five wins, five and a half somewhere. 
they actually can do that. They have to play Utah, and they have to play uh, SC, of course, and who they finish up the season with. Uh, they have a chance to hit that over, which is remarkable when they start the season as poorly as they actually they host Cal on the final week of the season over Thanksgiving weekend. So UCLA's off. They'll be back next week. Let's talk about USC. I think we both like them to an extent. Last week, Chris, we talked about it. We thought this game, uh, this line is actually was a, was a trap. It was very confusing to me that Oregon was only favored by three points, and it looked really great for SC early on. They're up 10 nothing. Uh, they had some turnovers that really derailed some drives. They had a pick six towards the end of the half. And then the worst of them all, not squib kicking with you know 30 seconds left, whatever it was. Oregon takes the, the touchdown, uh, the kickback for a touchdown, and the game was over at that point. That is just poor coaching by Clay Helton. Uh, he's a dead man walking. And, you know, heard this in the Dream Preview podcast, RJ Bell's Dream Preview, by both Brad Powers and Ken Essler talk about this. And this is something I really believe in. Once teams, their goals for the season, once they're dead, SC theoretically still had a chance to win the Pac-12 South and to win the Pac-12. Had they won last week, they had a lot to play for, including their coach's job. Both those things are done now. Clay Helton's completely gone. They hired an AD this week. And Clay Helton, no matter what he does the rest of the season, is going to lose his job. No matter what SC does the rest of the season, they are not going to win the Pac-12. Yes, they're still playing for bowl eligibility, but they have nothing left to play for, Chris. And usually, the week following that loss, you see the motivation go down. And so I'm very surprised to only see this on the road against a pretty capable ASU team. The spread is only a point and a half, okay? 57 and a half is the over-under. This game is 12.30 on Saturday from Sun Devil Stadium here. I have some very strong thoughts about this game, Chris, but I'm going to let you start it off here. Yeah, I think to, to go back to that Oregon game, um, that I really think that was an indictment, a little bit of the preparation that the coaching staff gave them. Because that, uh, gosh, it was the, the touchdown before the return touchdown, that, that drive that got Six? sustained. Yeah, it was, it was, I think Oregon was driving, that Oregon started at like their own 15 or something. Okay, so you're talking about Oregon's drive, sure. Yeah, sure. Oregon's drive, they're marching down the field, and they're dead. They're at midfield, and it's a third and long personal foul. You know, three plays later, third and long again, another personal foul. And that sort of thing is, and like the second guy, gets, yeah, it's just, that's like the, the lack of the lack of discipline. That's the sort of thing that, you know, if I did that in high school and college, you spent an entire practice running. You didn't go to meetings. You didn't lift. You didn't participate in tackle circuit. You just ran. The coaches right. just made you as miserable as possible because it's just stupid, selfish play. Um, and at that level of football, when you're playing the Pac-12, when you're recruited USC and you have that much talent, you got to know better. Uh, and that, to me, is a, is a lack of institutional control. So you're right. Helton's gone. That was his chance. You would think uh, all chips on the table. Uh, he would have pulled out all the stops. He would have had his team ready, extra practice, whatever it takes. That was their season, and they didn't do it. That said, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, too. ASU is, I think, a little bit more of a pretender. Uh, I think the betting public thinks a little too highly of them. Uh, may have been exposed against UCLA at this point. Maybe the betting public isn't going to favor that. But looking at the lines right now, I just I can't help but take USC at plus 110 uh, for the game on the money line. I just, again, there's more talent. I know they're traveling. Traveling in this case might be better for that team um, to get away from home, maybe be a little tired and not have as much free time on their hands. Uh, I think they're going to beat ASU. Make sure if you're betting this, you are getting it at, at least plus 110 for SC. You know, if you think SC has a chance here, and, and certainly they have the talent to do so, then, yeah, I encourage you to take the money line. Plus one and a half is completely meaningless. 
Uh, but I just can't see how this SC team, a week after getting completely blown out by Oregon, with nothing to play for, with a coach that's just a placeholder right now, I, I just can't see how they show up for this game. It's a 12-30 game. It's the exact same time as LSU-Alabama. Nobody's going to be watching this game whatsoever. Uh, and I just don't see this SC team showing up at all. I'd be very surprised if they come out and they're motivated to play. Now, sometimes talent just wins out, and if that's the case, I'll tip my cap. Obviously, SC is a more talented team. But to get ASU here with all the advantages that I think they have at minus 1-5, I mean, that is an enormous advantage, I think, because uh, it should be, I think, 3.5 or more. Um, so I'm really excited to take ASU in this one here. I think they're the better coach team. I think they're a very talented team as well. Historically, they play SC very well at Sun Devil Stadium. Uh, it's going to be hot out there. Uh, I'm, I'm very surprised this is not a higher line here. I'm, uh, this would be something that I actually consider for one of my best bets, um, but I'm not going to cheat you guys out and only give you one college bet. So I'm taking very confidently Arizona State minus a point and a half. Let's move on. Let's talk about our best bets here, Chris. Give me yours. So my best bet college, uh, keeping it kind of in the, the mid-major realm. I don't know if Liberty and BYU qualifies as a mid-major, but they're certainly not. At least Liberty isn't a isn't quite the team that you would think of. Hey, BYU's got a national championship under their belt, man. That's not a mid-major. I guess that's right. They're um, independent. I'll give you that. Independent. Are they the what? What is our what is our Liberty mascot? I want to call them like the the owls or something like that. Liberty owls. I have no idea. Temple. Temple owls. I feel like Liberty has something bizarre like that. They actually um, might have it. Sparky the Eagles. So they're the Eagles. Liberty uh, yes. Flames. Sorry, they're the, they're the Flames. Liberty University course in lynchburg virginia of course that's uh liberty was actually a member they were a seven and a half point favorite a couple weeks ago against Rutgers. so no joke <laughs> that's right they're a no joke program and that's uh remember that for your next jeopardy um where is liberty university located uh so right now i like liberty plus 17 at byu uh strange them going on the road i think they're gonna bit, get a get a little bit underlooked um i've looked at a couple different books of what this game is and i was seeing it at minus 115, minus 120. Uh, if you can get get that at minus 110, why not? I like 17 points. I think BYU is obviously the better team. I think they're going to win the game. But uh, BYU, not exactly a, uh, a high-powered offense, I would say. Um, and I would be surprised if they're able to, to run it up on them, at least Liberty gets completely whacked. But uh, I like that price right now at minus 110. Well, it did hang 42 points last week against in-state rival Utah State last week. Coming up with a very big game, I think actually – uh, I have to look this up, but I think if this was BYU was an underdog in this game. They actually stomped Utah State. So that actually almost even further lends itself to your bet there. Coming off of a big win, coming back home, hosting yep. a really overlooked team. Uh, yep. This is the kind of place where, um, you know, they're not going to lose this game, I don't think. But it's very, you know, very likely that I don't think they come out with the full fire that they had a week ago. So I do like that Baylor, or excuse me, BYU uh, plus or, Liberty, excuse me, plus 17, plus 17. against BYU. Yep. My best bet is, I, I tease it there, mine's going to be TCU Moneyline. They're hosting Baylor, and Baylor is one of the luckiest teams in the entire country. Okay, I don't know how this team's number 11. I'm glad they didn't get the death penalty. I'm glad Matt Rule is bringing that, that program back to relevancy. But this is their non-conference schedule. They hosted Stephen F. Austin. They hosted University of Texas San Antonio. They crushed both those teams. Then they went on the road. They faced... Rice, and they beat them by only eight points. They squeaked by and barely beat an average, I think, Iowa State team at home by two. They had a nice win on the road against Kansas State, which proven to be a very good team. They beat Texas Tech at home by three. They beat Oklahoma State relatively late in that game. They dominated the fourth quarter, but it was close. And then they barely beat West Virginia last Thursday. Now, 
The thing I don't like about this is that Baylor gets this extra two days of rest. TCU played last Saturday, where Baylor, of course, played Thursday. But this TCU team, if it's one thing that Gary Patterson's done well over the years, they play really well at home. And they already have a marquee win this season at home against a much more talented, maybe not as good of a team, but a much more talented Texas team. They beat them 37-27 to 27, uh, back when was that? Back on October 26. So this TCU team is very capable. You're getting uh, plus two and a half. I like the money line here. Go ahead and give yourself a nice value. Take TCU money line. If you don't like the money line, plus two and a half is pretty meaningless. What I'm going to do then is I'm going to tease it up to eight and a half, the Mike Hall special, and I'm going to take <laughs> Wisconsin, Iowa under 44. I expect that to be a slugfest. I actually do like Iowa plus nine points in this game. I'm not going to go ahead and take the Badgers there. I think this is going to be a low-scoring, sloppy affair. So I really feel comfortable with that under. If you want to correlate it with the underdog in Iowa, uh, that's not a bad bet either. So I'm going to go ahead and take TCU Moneyline. But if you don't want to take them outright, take that teaser plus eight and a half under 44 for the Hawkeyes and the Badgers. Yeah, TCU has uh, TCU has my favorite. Like uh, you know, everybody's Horn got frogs? something something written. Yeah, the Horn Frog is cool, but you know, everybody's <laughs> everybody's got something written on their uh, you know their weight room wall or the locker room or something. Mm-hmm. And theirs is uh, uh, like fight them or battle them until hell freezes over, and then fight them on the ice. Yeah, <laughs> that's very cool. It's, it's, it's pretty really good. Made, it's made by that final line. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All good. right. I just want to give a quick shout-out here. Lakers obviously starting off the season super hot. Best record in the NBA right now. Clippers look great. Uh, UCLA basketball got underway yesterday against Long Beach State. And SC basketball uh, looks like they could be a power in the Pac-12 this year. We will definitely talk about basketball as we move on here. Uh, but right now we're going to focus on football. Uh, but uh, college basketball is one of my favorite sports. And we're, gonna, we're definitely going to talk uh, more than just football. This is not just a football betting podcast. It's a betting podcast. But right now we're going to stick to our bread and butter which is talking about the NFL and college football. Let's transition and talk about the NFL. But first, just want to, again, give a shout-out to the LA Football Network. That's LAFBnetwork.com. Our friends over there do amazing work. They're at every game uh, in the LA area going, covering them live. And they really look through an LA lens. So um, they feel like the, the, the LA area football teams are not covered in the same way as the Lakers or the Dodgers and nationally you're really only seeing the Rams and sometimes SC football uh, get that limelight. So those guys do a great job over there. Again, that's the LA Football Network, lafbnetwork.com. Now, the Chargers, as we mentioned, are playing right now. So unfortunately, we can't use that foresight to bet against them uh, and bet um, on <laughs> turnovers. Um, but they're, they're playing right now. They're down 10 nothing. We'll see if they can come back. So let's talk about the Rams coming off of the bye week. Of course, they played in London the week before that. They have back-to-back wins. They have not lost since October 13th. They are three-and-a-half-point favorites going on to take on the scorching hot, believe it or not, Pittsburgh Steelers from Heinz Field this Sunday uh, at 1.25 p.m. Of course, the Rams are 5-3. and three. The Steelers are 4-4. Four and four. Both these teams are hot. The over-under in this one, Chris, is 44 points. Give me your thoughts here. What's your bet? Uh, I'm going to regret doing this, but it's, again, it's where the numbers are leading me. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk myself into it by saying Rams played in London, had a bye week, maybe a little groggy, uh, having to travel to fabulous Pittsburgh in, you know, early November, uh, could be a little, could be a little chilly, you know, could be, uh, could be some inclement weather perhaps. Um, but I'm seeing the Steelers at plus three and a half first half minus one Oh five. Sorry. Steelers plus plus, three and a half plus two and a half. Sorry. Two and a half. Good, First half, still. minus 105. So 
two and a half doesn't do a ton for you, but it is the first half. Uh, you could have a tie, right? They could be up a point or something like that. Um, it's just looking across the game right now. I just really like that. And from my, my gritty Joe public point of view, I think the Rams are going to be a little sleepy. They're going to get back to real game speed. I think it's going to take them a half to get in there. Uh, Steelers, not great, obviously. Um, a lot of injuries this year, but I think they're going to take advantage. I think they're going to squeak through that first half, uh, either with a tie or a lead. So Steelers minus 105 plus two and a half first half. It's worth mentioning in this game, Brandon Cooks is not going to play. So we're going to see a lot of Josh Reynolds uh, replacing him as that receiver position. And for the Steelers, they're also banged up the running back position. We're not going to see James Conner. Benny Snell is out. Uh, Trey Edmonds, who they're using as like a fullback, tight end, running back hybrid. He looks like he may not play. So really, it's just going to be Jalen Samuels in the backfield there uh, for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's defense has been very hot of late ever since they traded in the first-round pick for Mika Fitzpatrick. They've been excellent on defense. The Rams' defense has been up and down here. But you know what? I feel like both these offenses are being a little bit disrespected right now. This Rams team, sure, they're not elite offensively anymore. I think they're more uh, of an above-average offensive team. Uh, and the Steelers' offense, yes, they do not have Big Ben. They don't have Antonio Brown anymore. They don't have Le'Veon Bell. But you know what? They're moving the ball pretty well. This team can score. Mason Rudolph is a capable quarterback. I like the over here. I may regret saying this because I don't like taking overs, but I feel like 44 is a reachable number. I feel like this should be much more towards the NFL average, which right now is about 46 and a half to 47. I think we're getting some value here. I like this game to be Rams, uh, something like 24 to 23 or 27, 24, somewhere in that range. I think we're going to see uh, the over hit in the mid to late fourth quarter. So I'm taking the over here over 44. We're moving on. We're talking about, Best bets for the NFL. Give me yours, Chris. The fabulous Buffalo Bills. Taking the Buffalo Bills. First, right. half, first half money line, plus 120. Uh, I like the Bills. I mean, they they lost to the Pats, but they're playing good football. Like, they're not. Defense is great. Defense is great. They're not, uh, you know, they're under the radar and that the only time I see them talked about is just like I said, like, hey, you know, the Bills are a pretty good team. Moving on to some other team. We're not talking about the Bills anymore. And the, That's been you like know, 20 years, though, to yeah, be fair. <laughs> like 40, the 40 seconds of highlights you see with them. So I think they're what, – what I'm saying – why I say all that is I think the betting public is at large maybe not quite as aware of them as they might be. Um, and I think just plus 120, uh, it just seems like an outlier to me. It seems like too much. It should be a, a plus 110. Yeah. Um, so I really like that the, the Browns are favorites in this game, like based on what, you know what, it's, it's all that, uh, the Browns, what the, the second or, or hardest strength of schedule here through the first eight games is exactly mm-hmm. what I think you're seeing there. I think it's an overreaction to that. Um, for the Browns, it's, it's a little bit of everything, right? Wildly overrated, which wasn't necessarily their fault. Uh, Freddie kitchens was like less than a year ago, uh, a running backs coach, um, <laughs> Not an indictment of old Freddie there, but uh, Freddie looks walk down to any bar in the Midwest, and Freddie Kitchens is probably sitting there. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not sure getting the guy off the street was a great guy. He must have interviewed really well, or he's got some pictures of somebody. Um, but I don't think Freddie is necessarily uh, quite ready for the well, job. It was, all, might... it was all based on that small window of success yeah, they had last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, and I'm chalking that up to my boy Greg Williams um, for you know. <laughs> headhunting oh yeah like seven or eight written offers to be a head coach so obviously that's (laughs) that's right um but i think freddie's got to grow into this job i don't think the browns are as good as they thought they were and the public thought they were and 
now should be their time kind of to, to shine, but I don't think the schedule really has necessarily gotten that much easier yet. I think this is over overreaction. Minus four is what I saw the line at. And I just, you know, I just like the value in the Bills. I think the Bills are the better team overall too. You know, underrated, overrated Browns, what have you. I just, I, I still like this Bills team quite a bit. Uh, and I really like the value. Okay, great. Well, we're kind of on the same page here. I really like the Bills this week uh, to go in there and upset the Browns. I'm seeing two and a half right now, so there's been a little bit of money, I guess, come in uh, similar like mine to us on the Bills. But I'm going to do a true Mike Hall special here, and that is a two-team teaser. So we're seeing I'm getting both the Bills and the Lions at plus two and a half in this game. I think both these games, Lions, Bears, Bills, Browns, are going to be low-scoring affairs here. So I'm going to go ahead and tease both of them past the three, past the seven, Getting both of them at eight and a half. You can correlate that with the unders as well. I think both these games are going to be sloppy. I think the the Bears really are really going to try to slow things down, control the clock, run the ball. The Lions are going to struggle offensively, no doubt about that. I think they're going to keep it within one possession, though. So I'm very comfortable with Lions plus eight and a half. And Bills, as we just talked about, a very good defensive team. They somehow find a way to get things done offensively with Josh Allen, John Brown, and Devin Singletary, who's coming on strong here. He's a fantasy league winner, I think, towards the the back half of the season here. So I really like it. Lions plus eight and a half. Bills plus eight and a half. And if you're getting anything more than that, it's just a bonus, babe. If you can get that to nine, nine and a half, or ten, uh, then it's really great. So this is this is the teaser that Mike Hall talked about on our teaser one hundred and one special a few weeks back. You want to get those ones that are you know plus one, plus two, plus three, and get this over the six or over the seven, excuse me. Um, and, and this is a great opportunity to do so. So my best bet here: Lions Bills teaser plus eight and a half for each of them. So that just about does it here. This was. Episode 20 of Believe in Betting LA. Of course, we're going to have Mike Hall on next week and probably the week after that. We have some great things to discuss here. This was uh, week 10 of the NFL, week 11 of the college football season here. Some final thoughts here from you, Chris. Now I know I said the Liberty Owls because I have money on South Florida and I didn't know who they were playing, but they were playing Tumble. So isn't that Just, weird? Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, there go, go South Florida. A subconscious little burp up in there. That's right. Go South Florida plus one and a half. Uh, knotted up at zero zero against the mighty Temple Owls. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to be indisposed here for the next week at least for sure. Perhaps two. We're going to see what happens, see how it plays out. But uh, I think the listening audience here will be very excited to get mm-hmm. Mike's much more clear thought out analytic <laughs> perspective uh, outside of mine just rumblings and bumblings. Uh, that said, um, I'll miss you guys. I'll miss you guys so much. Yeah, well, we'll be here. We'll be back. You might be back for episode 22, maybe episode 23. By then, we're going to be fully, you know, full-time working adults. Life won't be nearly as fun as it is right now uh, in our in our 20th year if we're in college. So um, <laughs> for those of you that, that just tuned in, that's a really poor attempt at an age joke, given that this is episode 20. Uh, I promise I'll stop making those. So, all right, this was episode 20 of Believe in Betting LA. Hopefully, we have a successful week like we did last week uh, for Stag Capital, for the Believe Podcast Network, for the LA Football Network, for Chris Lewert. I'm Sam Axwell, and we'll see you guys next time. My life, I never knew what I could be, what I could do, then we were new. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.